0: this morning lord we feel your glory mighty jehovah thank you oh father thank you thank you lord because lord you have shown us that as we were in the days of paul and silas so are you today we know lord that miracles have started and father we will never live here the same in the name of jesus thank you lord oh god mighty jehovah even as your word comes lord Fill us and overflowing. My Father, today will be a remarkable day in our lives. Because, Lord, we will come to take that decision to praise you in and out of season. No matter the situation, no matter the condition. And see your glory in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Be with us, Lord. Speak through me, O God. I have nothing to say. But I know that even as you have called me. Lord, each and every one of us today, we go home with something. Thank you, Father, be exalted and be glorified. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. I have to appreciate the leadership of the church who have given me this opportunity to use their pulpits to share the word of God with us. The venerable is not there. You will extend this thanks to him, and I thank you, clergy. May God bless you. Brethren, without wasting our time, we have started. What have we been doing since morning? What have we been doing since morning? I know, if I begin to ask questions, every one of us has a reason for praising God. Each and every one of us has a reason for praising God. If not for any other thing, we are alive. We have not been taken away by coronavirus. Is it not wonderful? May his name be praised. Thank God. This word praise is a very common word. Used in the secular world and used in the religious group as well. But we are talking about the praise in the religious circle there's no time to go to the other side and I looked throughout the, the, the search I made and I saw that there is some, some words that kept coming from the definition of praise and that is what and I summed it up by saying that praise is an expression of admiration approval gratitude And reverence to God, which can be demonstrated by written or spoken words, songs and hymns. And of course, something we have been doing this morning, the first song that was rendered this morning was an introit, and we knelt down to say that to God, appreciating Him, acknowledging His greatness. Then, we have been raising our hands up unto Him, praising Him. We have been dancing. All these are praises in different forms. Praise God. And of course, we have used our loud voices, we've used the instruments to praise God. So everything that God has created is for what? His own pleasure. He created them. And that is what the Bible tells us, In Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, where we sing, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive praise, honor, and glory, and power. For thou created all things for thy pleasure, they are and were created. So you and I are created to praise God. And we can now see that praising God is not optional in our lives it should be a habit that we as children of God will have to always be in his presence and God delights in our praises he habits in our praises praise God the songs and hymns that we sing are what? they are inspired word of God all the things you have been saying this morning we will go back to the scriptures we we'll find them they are there in the scriptures. We read them, but we put them in ways that we want to express ourselves to God. And this is the word of God. And of course we know, according to Hebrews chapter 4, 12, it says that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing through joints and marrow, and even to the division of soul and spirit and a discerner of thought and intents of heart. So we should be very careful when we are praising God, because our praise is what can judge our hearts. Praise the Lord. So now let's quickly sorry, go to our text. You sorry, the, the topic is for consideration is praise an instrument for revival praise, an instrument for revival. Our our text is taken from Acts chapter 16. We are going to read from verse 25 to 34. Quickly get it and we flow together. Acts chapter 16, 25 to 34. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, And sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison Awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he threw out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had all fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, "Do thyself no harm, for we are all here." Verse 29. Then he called for a light. And sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. And brought them out and said, What must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were there in the house. And he took them the seven hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized he and all his straight way. And when he had brought them into the house, he set meat before them, and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brethren, we have seen what has transpired in that passage. This is an exhortation, so the time is limited. I don't want to go into details. What we could see that Paul and Silas ...were afflicted. They were jailed. Not because of anything wrong they did. But they were falsely accused. They were beaten up. Somebody said it's 575 stripes. I didn't know about that. And their dresses were torn. And they went, jailed them, put their handcuffs, their chains... ...and put them in the innermost part of the prison, according to the scriptures... And of course, the jailer felt, before he left to sleep, that he has secured the place, has given it a maximum security. And that gave him the confidence to go out and do what? And sleep. But something great happened. Paul and Silas, in their affliction, did not bemoan their affliction. They didn't start blaming God. Ah, Father, you know now, we were doing your work. And we are falsely accused. Do something and bring us out. No? Rather, they turned that night into a supersonic night vigil. Praise the Lord. Two men, supersonic night vigil. They sang, the Bible said, they sang with their loud voices that the prisoners heard them. Heavens heard them. God heard them. Two men. And the Lord answered, in a miraculous way. Their chains and afflictions did not make them turn their eyes away from God because they knew Him. They have been with Him. They can talk about Him. What about you and I? If we have such a problem, can we gladly say we are still trusting God? What would we do? What would be our first line of action? For brethren, they used it as this personic night vigil and praise. And God, who inhabits the praise of his people, like the words of God told us that the songs we are singing are inspired word of God. And of course, the word of God searches our hearts. God knew their hearts that they were giving honest praise and came down, since a terrible earthquake that suddenly shook the hopeless, flung upon the whole doors and whatever they had there, and lose the chains of every prisoner. Not just Paul and Silas. Every prisoner that was bound was set free. Praise God. That is what God can do with praises. At times I see people who cannot even lift their hand or dance. Expression, I mean, we said it's an expression of an approval of whom God is. An admiration, you admire somebody, you want the person to know about it. That's the, what we do when we are praising God. An expression. And you are showing gratitude like a reverend prayed this morning. In fact, some of the messages has, taken, has been taken uh, care of, so I'm not going to them again about the things God has been doing for us, we have so many reasons why we should always come in God's presence and praise Him. In your house, wherever you are, form that habit and you see the glory of the Lord. Praise God. And then, can you imagine the jailer who was the organ now, now coming out? The first thing the enemy told him was to do what? Take your life because you're going to have it tough with these Roman people empires, I mean uh, leaders. And he wanted to commit suicide. Was Paul saying, "Ah, stop, we are here. We are not cowards. We are here for a, a purpose. And the purpose was achieved, brethren. The purpose was achieved because he came, what will I do to be saved? Now he saw his spiritual death. He knew he was not like those people, Silas and Paul. He knew he was not like them. There must be something different in these two men. So tell me that secret that has given you this boldness. And I want to know that God that did the unimaginable, the unexpected. In a Greek prison now, you know, the security is always very tight. I want to know your God. And of course, that gave them the leeway again to do what? To continue with their witnessing, praise the Lord. They were not afraid of persecution, because they had seen it. They brought out themselves to serve God, and they were in for it. Praise God. So, they told him what to do. And he gave his life to Christ. Here, the Bible said, him and his entire world family. Hey, the heavens will rejoice so much. If the heavens will rejoice for one person that repents, what about two, three, four, and five? They didn't tell us the number of people in the family, but they said everyone in that family, praise the Lord, repented. And quickly they were baptized. They fulfilled the the words God desired of them. And we could see now the turn around in that jailer, Because he became a new creature. Because he became a new creature. Because the word of God says, you know, I think uh, 1 Corinthians 5.17 When you are born again, you become a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. He became a new creature. He humbled himself before them. And washed their wounds. And set meals. Became hospitable to them. An enemy turning around to be hospitable. Is because of God. Because of the praises of two men. We are many here. If we can lift up our voices and shout to God in spirit and the truth, I'm talking of spirited praises, not the secular praises. You, I mean, you know the difference now. When they begin to sing, you know them. But when the children of God are singing, the heavens record and they have it. Praise the Lord. So, brethren, we should learn. To praise God in every situation. Because that is what God demands of us. Praise the Lord. And then we now want to see, because we have tried to see that God demands this praise for us as his children. And whenever you praise God in spirit and in truth, brethren, something happens. Something happens. Something happens. Like in our evangelisms, this church is known for evangelical outreaches and the, um, the yeah, outreaches and planting of churches. But you know, can you imagine when you prepare, you know, your outreach and then everything is set in place, but the ministers of music are not there. The chairs are there. Every other thing is there. Uh, 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 then you, uh, you know people will come and pass they won't come but we, once the ministers of music start with spirited praises ah you'll be supposed to come out After we've had that experience here in the campus here when we do for uh, midwives and student nurses and then the medical students they will not come out until they start sharing that spirited music praises unto God and you see them trickling out from their little corners to come and sit down. That is the focal point, the first point of entry into telling them about God. And that is what praise can do. And when they come seated, and then the word of God is being preached, and the Lord has best soul for himself. It's the Holy Spirit that convinces and convicts people. All we have to do as human beings is to do the ones we can. Praise the Lord. So, you see that it's very important in an, uh, evangelical outreaches and the uh, ministries. And you can also see that even, you know, backsliders come out to get, you know, surrender their lives or give back their lives to Christ. When you have an outreach or when you go out for evangelism, and this means it, is, it attracts the, the, the spiritual sons of God attracts the people of God and their lives are changed and that is revival we are talking of revival praise an instrument for revival you yourself if you give God a good praise you revive your own soul you feel happy within you you are rejoicing he the lottery you have a better lottery than that. Praise the Lord. Again, in warfare, in warfare, praise is a mighty tool. I hear people, Christians, say, ah, ah, you know, we are being attacked, so they have surrendered also. We don't know what to do. We don't have weapons, so blah, blah, blah. That's what we have been saying. But we forget that we have a very mighty warfare. A weapon of warfare. And that is what praise. I think uh, if you go to, um, I think in 2 Corinthians, I suppose. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not canal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and other things. We can see this. In the encounter Jehoshaphat had with uh, the three nations, the nations of Moab, Moabite, and uh, Mount Mancier, that conspired against him to war with him, he looked at himself, he had no, nothing to go to war with. And he remembered he has a God, and went to God. We are not going to read the Bible because of them and rushing. But, you know, go to, if you go to um, Second Chronicles chapter 20, you start from verse 15, and then you read through, you know. It, in, in verse 15 is where he told me, went to God in prayers, and said, Father, I don't know what to do. Can you just help us? You know. And then the Lord answered him and said, This battle is not your battle. It's not your battle. Yes. He said, How can you all Judah? that? And ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus said the Lord unto you, be not afraid or dismayed by reason of the great multitude for the battle, it's not yours, but God's. And God kept to his promise. And if we read down on twenty it says, um, when Jehoshaphat now gathered his people, he has heard from God and he believed him. And then he gathered his people to talk to them. And he said, And they rose early in the morning and went forth into wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And then what happened? When they began to pray in verse 22, When they began to sing, because he gathered the musicians, the song leaders, with their instruments, to sing unto God, to praise God, who has given them that promise. Go and sleep, Ujari. This is not your battle. It's my battle. When God tells you that this is his battle, are you going to fight again? But he did something good. He went to do what? Praise him. Ahead of the time. Went to praise him ahead of the time. He didn't say, eh, can no, I know whether, you know, this thing that God said, whether it's going to be true or not? No. He had no doubt. He believed God. And he knew what God likes, and that is spirited words, praise and worship. He knew. And that was why he gathered the musicians and called them, let us go and praise our God. And he says, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambush against the children of Ammon, Moab and Manseer which was come against Judah and they were smitten they were smitten because they destroyed themselves you go to 23 you see they destroyed themselves fighting against themselves hallelujah <laughs> fighting against themselves and then let's go to 25 and you see he gave them he gave them They defeated their enemies, and he gave them jarrah. Let's see. 25, and he said, And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, of their enemies, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry. And they were there three days in gathering the spoil. It was so much. Hallelujah! Gave them Jared, and let them rich overnight. They didn't ask for riches; they wanted God to save them. What He gave them, Jarah. And Jehoshaphat knows the heart of God. He knows what God loves. Praise that He didn't just go after you know taking the spoils. They went back to praise God. In uh, verse 26, it says. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley of Barakah, for there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of the same place was called the valley of Barakah unto this day. Then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat in the fourth of them to go again to Jerusalem with joy. For the Lord has made them to rejoice over their enemies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they came to Jerusalem with psalteries and halves and trumpets unto the house of the Lord. God gave them a again. You see? Go to verse 29. It says, And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of their countries. the kingdoms of their country. The fear of the Lord came upon them. They saw the awesomeness of God. They saw what God could do. Now, you have, and we are witnesses too, of what God has done and what he still doing. So we should fear him. We should reverence him. We should praise him at all times. He knows the end from what? The beginning. And the Bible recorded that the reign of Jehoshaphat became quiet. For God... His God gave him what? Rest. Around him. round about him. That is the God we are serving. Brethren, that is in time of welfare. Now let's look at what God does for us when we come to the churches. When we gather to, in the church as people of God like we have done this morning. The church is the gathering of people of God. People who believe in God. Children of God are the church. Believers. So if you're here and you're not yet a believer. You're not a member of the church. So you must do what others have done to become a, a believer. That is giving your life to Christ. Accepting him as your Lord and Savior. And you become a family of God. So in the church... You know, Psalm 100, verse 4, says, Enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. And his courts with what? Praises. Praises. Why? You see, his courts. He said, his courts, not courts. You know, when we praise God, we say, o galanya bine nketo. We don't know no nketo. He says, His courts. And of course, it then means that there are realms where we can find God as his dwelling place. But if you are a child of God and you cannot give God a spiritual and truthful worship, you may not get to that realm. I believe that Paul and Silas got into that realm. Because the word of God, which descends the heart, God saw it and knew their hearts. So, if we are children of God, we live in the God we are serving, we should enter his gates. You come through the gates, when you are coming in here, before you start coming here. And when you get to the church, you have the floor, you have this area, you have the altar. And of course, God has his courts. And until you move into that realm of worship where you can get him, you've not started. So we see praise as something so common, but it's not common. But brethren, there is hope. The hope is that when you seek God, you will find him. Say Look for him when he is near and you will do what? Find him. He doesn't send anybody away from himself. So we must learn to praise God, to be able to assess him, and then we will see his goodness, we will see his mercies, we will receive his uh, blessings. These two people, Paul and Silas, they are human beings, they were you are people with flesh like you and I. And they, they praised God and something happened. So good-spirited praise and worship. Moves above human intellectual, you know, to touch the heart of God. And he releases his blessings. Praise the Lord. And we also see what happens in this church. When we go good, good praises, spirited praises to God. He releases anointing for service. Prophecies begin to come. And what are those prophecies? They are spoken words of a, inspired words of God. for our doctrine, for our correction, and for what? Instruction. So that you know, instructing us in the righteous, whenever you listen to the prophecies we get here, you must get something that will lead you for that week at least. You'll be able to search your heart. And see if there is something. I'll give an example. There was, I think that was two years ago, you know, we had a spirit-filled worship uh, session and the prophecy came. She didn't know the, prof- the person who gave the prophecy wasn't a member of the choir. And gave prof- said something, about this unity in the in the group, in the unit. And of course I, I, at the end of service everybody went and we were dealt with. And you know the secret things of the Lord are revealed unto his people. And that's why I don't take the prophecies, you know, as an our koko. I listen because God speaks. And then, these words are for correction. For correction. For doctrines. For encouragement. And we have to. Because we have given God the praise. Just like we had this morning. And of course, there was another one. After, you know, the the, the group sat down and they resolved their differences. There was individual revival of the members of the choir. Because they were almost going into factions. But God held everything together. And they started sharing the love they had among themselves together again. And there was a great revival. And another thing. There was a day, we, uh, we were, that was about three years ago, in 2018, why we were preparing for a praise day like this like you know on the start today the last day of preparation one of our sons was raised that was during the practice my dear the glory of the lord descended so much that people started weeping some were crying just like what happened in Ezra chapter 10 verse 1 we saw it clear in this choir. And that also revived us, healed us. Because many of us will come and raise our hands and all these things. What God is seeking, He says, the time is seeking for those who will worship Him in spirit and what? In truth. Those who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. So I'm talking of. You know, spirit-filled worship. Don't come here and be looking up and down. When others are praising God, you are complacent, you know, nonchalant, and all the rest of them. Oh, at times I feel, you know, I won't tell you how I feel, but I know that after today, God will do anything for us in Jesus' name. Amen. I know it. Now, in also in thanksgiving, you know David the man after God's own heart, the psalmist of the Lord, David gave thanks to God in every situation. When you thank God for what He has done for you, you provoke Him to pouring more blessings upon you because you have shown what? Gratitude. Remember, in my definition of praise, I said it's an expression of what? Gratitude. You must learn to be grateful to God. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Many of us are not grateful to God for what he has done for us because we compare ourselves with others. And when you do that, you become very vain. You become very vain in your life. You will never see any reason why. And when they tell you didn't do it, you say I saw something in do. But you don't remember will ulamu. That's ingratitude. What if the Lord decided to take your life that moment you said it, brethren? You should learn to be grateful to God every moment of our days. David understood God and was doing it. If you go to some um, I think Psalm 136. It's very lengthy. I think it's 1 to 29. You know, some 136, 1 to 29. There you will see you know, things that will make you praise God. So many of them. And then some 103, 1 to 22. Some 103, 1 to 22. Well let me just say you know, just mention a few of them as uh Reverend had already said them. Thanking God for life, thanking God for healing, thanking God for his provisions. Even in this period when things are so tough, God still visits us but, you know in one way or the other. In our difficulties. He still sends help from where we didn't even expect. That is the God we are serving. So we should thank God. And when we form this habit of thanksgiving to God, you'll be like Paul and Silas. Because in every situation, you will know that He is there, He will never forsake His people. He's always there to attend to us, to meet our needs. We cry out to God. Ah, you're looking for admission. You are praying, doing this. And God gives you admission. Once you get into a tertiary institution, you are lost. And that was the Come, brother, come now. Let's do this. You don't have time. It's your book or other things. We begin to fail him. God blesses, make it rich, and does not add any sorrow. So we should learn to thank God. And when you do that, he gives you more. So brethren, how can we cultivate the habit of praise? How can we cultivate this habit of praise? If Paul and Silas didn't have this habit of praise, they won't be able to praise God in their infirmity. So for you to cultivate the habits of praise, the first thing is that you must know who you are praising. You cannot just praise something you don't know. Only if we gain a praise. Like in the world, you know, people praise those that they can get something from. Same with their names and all the rest of them. That's for them. But we are talking of our God, the Almighty God, the Creator of heaven and earth. Who has everything in his hands? Who can give? Who can turn around your situation overnight? So, you must know that God that you are praising. That is the first thing. Acknowledge God's majesty. Acknowledge God's majesty. Then, you can praise him in spirit and there in truth. The second thing, you must... Come to know the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Because say nobody comes to the Father except through me. So you must know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Very important. So that he will direct you the way to the Father. Then the third one is that you read scriptures that can inspire you to praise God. Because our songs and hymns are all from the Bible. In fact, some of us, God give us songs in our dreams. I have so many that I recorded by myself. But I didn't go to the studio. When he gives me those songs, I'll wake up from my sleep and put, you know, on my telephone and record the songs. I have a lot of them. And when you listen to them in life, you didn't even know when this. He just woke you up and gave you a song. Praise the Lord. And you get to that level. And then, you always have a grateful heart, like I said, by counting your blessings and naming them one by one. If I tell all of us now, we will get more than 10 reasons why we should praise God. So when you form that habit of counting your blessings one by one, it will help you. To acknowledge God. To revive yourself. And revive others by telling them what God has done in your life. What is revival? We have been talking about revival in this church. It's awakening of the spiritually dead mind of human beings. Uh, you know? We your spiritual mind to walk in tune with God. So my brethren, I, it's very necessary that we form this habit of Praise. My sister taught you a song. There's one song I always love to sing. And that is the summary of the the exhortation that I've done this morning. In that time of gladness, I will praise Him. I will praise Him. I will praise Him Him. forever. is no god like you father you have said that you created us for your pleasure and your purpose therefore cause us O lord lord to begin to praise you from today unto eternity in the name of jesus lord take away every sorrow from us take away every deception from the pit of hell and cause us to be focused on you, O oh Lord, to see the good things you have in store for us, to know that you never come late, to know that you never fail, to know that you never disappoint, to know that you are all and all for us. Thank you, Father, for today. May your name be highly exalted and praised. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And brethren, I said, if you know you have not given your life to Christ, the servant of God, we pray. And please. Do that, for that is the beginning of learning how to praise God. Amen.
1: We want to give this opportunity for anyone who wants today to be that day. I am making a covenant relationship with Jesus. You want it to be a relationship. With Jesus. Would you raise your hand? We want to pray with you. This is the purpose for which this chapel was set up. You raise your hand wherever you are. Father, we give you thanks and praise. As many as make this commitment. Online or offline, we commit them into your hands and we give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.